0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Uh, I hope you had a glorious week. I hope you enjoyed. I hope you're enjoying the show this year. this is a big episode for us because this is the first video. Look at that! We're actually talking and you're us. seeing us. Can't wow. believe it! This is
0: great. As long as you're on YouTube,
1: yeah. As long as you're on YouTube, you're listening. Yeah, but that's you're still, true.
0: You're still listening to the Chris. So you audio. guys can
1: watch, listen to this, which is very important. But you can also then go subscribe to the YouTube and and watch it as well mm-hmm. later when you're home from work and you have nothing to do with your lives, like me. You know, I wrote down a whole bunch of stuff, of stuff that's going on, and I, I want to always say thank you to you, you guys out there, the listeners. I, I think I've said it a million times, but you got to because you're the reason we're here. You that are loyal, and I see those same downloads every Tuesday when they pop up immediately, and I'm like, ah, oh, people are still listening. Thank God. I, I, I say that because I love it. I love doing this i love talking to people i I love learning about myself i love opening up becoming more being more vulnerable and watching my guests be more vulnerable and that's what's been really great a lot of people said don't do video because they they won't open up as much and i I, I disagree completely don't you ryan oh yeah oh yeah i like it so far it's weird like being on camera i mean not weird for me maybe weird for ryan it's It's like what do i do what What do i do Uh, a lot of great stuff going on again i want to say thank you to subscribing tell all your friends get them to subscribe uh patrons, my patrons out there are freaking wonderful i'll mention you in the outro your names you know who you are but everybody on there really supports the show and when you give money to the show it really it, it's you know we're not like the biggest show out there we're not rogan and you know he's great i'm not comparing i'm just saying you know we're the little caboose that could and we want to really just launch this thing we want to keep doing it and, and make it grow remember the little red caboose well the caboose is the thing at the back that doesn't well it's the, the, little, the engin- little, little engine yeah fuck thank god you're here i'm an idiot <laughs> I will be in uh, Mexico in March. Cool. La Mole. Uh, Mexico for three days. We're doing a Smallville night. Some of the Smallville guys are going to be there. I'm doing a live podcast, guys. I'm saying it right now. You're hearing it. Live podcast in Austin, Texas. This is going to be pretty incredible. It's at a place called the North Door in Austin at 7 p.m. on March 31st on a Tuesday night. My guest is Zach Levi. So you know him from Shazam Chuck. He's been on the show before. We're going to take down Austin. So please... Get your tickets. I'm going to tell you where to get those tickets. Well, here it says HTTP colon slash slash inside of you live.com. Uh, it will redirect you and get your tickets. 25 bucks if you get them now. Also, if you go to marginwalkerpresents.com, it will lead you to there too. It's margin, M-A-R-G-I-N. So, uh, yeah, check it out. It's going to be a really fun night. I'm going to get out there with, with Zach Levi and hopefully maybe I'll have some shirts by then, you know, give some prizes and, uh, really have a good time. I'm excited about it. I'm not, I'm not nervous. I'm excited. It's just like, I like live, live. I don't know if I can bring you. I think it's too costly. That's fine. Maybe we'll figure it out. I'll just sit alone in the dark. <laughs> no, you won't. Well, that's what happens. You just turn the lights off in here. Just stay. Jesus. I know. Great guest today. Um, you've seen him as Superman. You've seen him in the, uh, legends of tomorrow. That's right. He opened up, I could tell he didn't want us at first. And then he just kind of let it go and talked about, you know, how he didn't really like how his, um, how he acted in a certain way. And, you know, maybe it was immaturity or it was getting old. It was just sometimes life kicks you in the ass and it makes you wake up. I've gone through it. Most people do go through it or they be, you know, I think if you don't have these revelations or these, or become vulnerable or I don't know, man, it's, it's, it's amazing where, where the hand of fate takes you when you just let it. And he lets it out. He, he tells you about the adversity he faces. And um, I think you're going to really enjoy this one. I haven't seen him this open, so I, I hope you guys enjoy it. Let's get inside my buddy, Brandon Ralph. It's my point of view. You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum was not recorded in front of a live studio audience. Welcome to my podcast. This is Michael Rosenbaum and this is Inside of You. And today's guest. I love that. Look at that. Guest is taking pictures. Brandon Ralph. thank you for allowing me to be inside of you.
0: Uh, You know, you asked permission, so.
1: I did. A few times. Mm-hmm. I didn't bug you, right? You didn't feel like I was ever bugging you like, oh shit. Did
0: you, you could be truthful. I appreciate what I did notice was that you wanted to make sure that I didn't flake and forget, which I appreciate because that happens quite a lot. Does it happen with actors, with yourself, or does it happen with hosts of things? No, 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 not not with hosts. I think it's with guests. You want to make sure, you know, that, that it's, that it's happening. I, I, I tend to worry sometimes that uh, plans that I've made are going to, are going to fall through it somebody forgot or they, right you know because i think with with the cell phone people don't make concrete plans well not only that but if you text somebody you say yeah dude i'll do
1: that sometimes i just forget that i, I didn't put, know, it my calendar. put it in your calendar yeah. of course i wanted to do it i've had that where somebody doesn't show up and then ryan and i have to uh, sort of improvise it happened right
0: you call yes. your but spe- you call your special guest who comes in and and you know sits in when you're missing your guest, like they do on all the talk shows.
1: Yeah, I'm usually that special guest. <laughs> I'm usually that recurring guest. Hey, Rosie, are you available at 2 o'clock now? What? Yeah, uh, yeah. we want to be a guest. You obviously, someone canceled. That's why you're calling Yeah.
0: Me. Well, you could do it yourself. Just different side, interview different sides well, that'd of yourself. That would be
1: interesting. If someone doesn't show up, I just go and I, I just ask a question, go over there, sit down, and you'll just edit it. Yeah, just, you just talk but to you, myself. But you,
0: interview, but you interview a different side of yourself. Different. By the way, I don't think of of that's a bad idea. Yeah. If
1: We were rolling cameras, and I ask some questions, and I do this, and I, I do that. You know? We wouldn't be able to use the wide shot. I don't know. Unless you know some CGI. But- do you get asked to do these things a lot? Do you get asked by people, hey, will you do interviews? Will you do a podcast? Do you,
0: a lot, huh? Uh, yeah. It's become one of the most popular ways to to talk and, and have a conversation. I, I frankly enjoy them. It's much more exciting when I have the time to sit down at length and speak about things versus, you know, a regular TV interview or you know, it tends to be very five minutes three very, minutes very quick what are you doing and, now? Al- and also they have a they have an agenda right yeah. they have their agenda for entertainment and I have this thing I have to plug and you know their canned answers to a degree and yeah it's not as it's not as uh creatively uh, engaging and exciting you seem I think you are you're pretty much a private person.
1: You're a private guy, right? Well, I mean, oh, you're not yeah. all over the media doing things, doing stupid things, right. doing, yes. getting yourself in trouble. You're not a partier. You don't go out and get drunk. You have a wife. You have a kid. I
0: just throw ragers at my house. You throw every night. ragers, yeah, for myself,
1: right, yeah, and my wife. But you know, I, I <laughs> but I was wondering. I was like, what do you do some of this? Because I'm sure in the media you just heard about all the Stephen Amell stuff.
0: And uh, well, I was just listening to a little bit, but not all of it. Well, so I got about the first 25 minutes. That, to well, you, to. you
1: almost hit the part where uh, so he had a pan- heard-
0: he had a panic attack.
1: Oh my gosh! And you know, I told him, I said, "Look, I'll, I'll I'll get rid of it. You want me to just can it?" And I'm like, "Let me listen to it." He listened to it. and goes, "Hey, I want to come back. I want to finish it." And it was really important because all my listeners, and maybe more, maybe people, more people will listen because you know, this is a guy that you look at. And you're like, he's an actor. He's on a hit TV show. He plays a superhero. He's beautiful looking, great body. He even wrestles on the side. He's got millions of dollars. How could this guy get anxiety? How could this guy get? Uh, you know, people don't think about it. I mean, and most people are like, oh, actors, you know, this, this whole thing, you know, they, they, well, they, you know, they're getting paid a lot of money. They don't do any, this guy was working 23 episodes a year. You guys are doing all these crossovers things. And, um, he hit a wall and I could tell when I was talking to him because I interviewed him before on the show and he was just, anyway, he decided, look, I'm coming back. I'm going to do this. And he was much stronger in a great place. And and we talked about it. I let him listen to what he had said and it was nuts. Yeah. And he was, and I let him know, I go, listen you know, people want, they want to do this thing on people, uh, I don't know, people. <laughs> and, uh, he's like, yeah, I go, you have a, you want to quote something? You don't have to. He's like, yeah. Immediately sent me back a quote, re, you know, tweeted.
0: He was like, I, I was amazed by his bravery. Yes. That's incredibly brave of him to be open enough to have that, to, to let it be a part of the conversation, which, yeah, you know, the stigma and all of that mental health, thankfully has, has started to it's shifting a lot more notoriety and, and, and news and, um, and exposure, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's something we all, we all have to deal with every day when we wake up. Yes. How are you going to attack the day? Are you conscious of how you're going to attack the day? Do you just wake up? Um, how do you live life?
1: You know, that's a good segue into, do you feel like you're spreading yourself too thin ever? Do you ever feel like Do you ever look at your wife? Cause in, in the interview, he says, you know, my wife, uh, you know, she's like, Hey, I want you to go see someone. Yeah. I mean, he's not doing anything for two days. He's not eating, he's on the couch. He's I heard that, yeah. Do you ever get like uh holy shit, man. I played Superman and now I'm on a show where I'm playing, you know, a big character who's I don't want anybody to see like the vulnerability, the the side of me that they'll be like, "Oh, he's not capable of playing this role. He can't handle it." If they if you see any weakness. You know, do you ever feel like that or or have you in years where I, I no matter how nervous you are or uh, exhausted or whatever it is, you just suck it up and pretend that you're absolutely fantastic.
0: I don't think I always suck it up and pretend that I'm absolutely fantastic. If I'm tasked with that in an interview and to go on and promote something, yes, I will, I will do that. But, um, I mean, what you're asking is, is multiple answers and, and and aspects to (laughs) that that that. question. I would say that the end of my run as Superman, and Superman returns. That did not. Uh, that 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 did not pan out the way I thought it was going to. Yeah. The way everyone around me thought it was going to, and so I had to really come to terms with a lot of that. Um, when there was no sequel, you know, the movie was widely re- well reviewed. People liked to like the movie, but it it you know made almost four hundred million dollars worldwide. But that wasn't enough. Um, and it was a very slow fizzle out of the possibility of a sequel over the next two, three years. Uh, and I did my, I did everything I could do that I thought in, in my, in, in, in my world to help make it happen. Right. Um, uh, which is a story for another time or this time, uh, (laughs) but, but more to mental health and we could go back if we want on that. But, uh, you know, I, I, I think at that point in my life, I still didn't know that I had, that I was anxious, that I had, that what anxiousness really was, or that I had it, that anyone could experience anxiety. Yeah. Um, did you believe it? I mean, you believed it, but you just, did you ever see anxiety? Did you ever see I don't think certain I des- things where you're I just don't not think aware I of let it. it in. You know, there's a, there's a whole thing about, go back and look at my childhood, anybody's childhood, and we all grow up a certain way, believing certain things and seeing the world in, in a way. And I pretty much saw rainbows and hearts and rainbows, um, and made everything that I didn't want to be that wasn't hearts and rainbows into hearts and rainbows. It's called bypassing, right? So I grew right. up in a culture of of, of bypassing, uh, spiritual bypassing, using God or using something else. To good say, parents, say, well, good it's upbringing. Gonna, yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be okay because just give it to God and and it will, you know, everything will be okay because of that, right? Um, which is a very can be very calming right it's a way to like okay don't sure. have to worry about this but but that catches up to you eventually right um because then you're only living life in 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 white and life is black and white yeah. you can't have one without the other right it's essential for life yeah and you know through through multiple career experiences and uh showing me that uh I have an opportunity to learn more and through My wife Courtney Ford, who's you know uh, been an amazing um, um, help (laughs) guide in in finding balance in because she was with
1: you through that whole thing. Yes, she was with you. If she if you didn't have her when when you had Superman Returns, right? Right. Yeah, because you met her in
0: 2002, Uh, fall of two thousand three. Yeah, yeah. it's very close. Very close.
1: (laughs) But you know, I always think, how do you get through things? Yeah, there's so many things. Death, you know. you were supposed to be on the sequels, mm-hmm. and then that didn't pan out. Yeah. And if you don't have anybody to vent to or really go deep and be vulnerable and real, and you just deflect, you're like, fine, I'm fine. Go have a drink, or I'll go out and party. You're just prolonging the inevitable. What's happening is distraction, distraction, distraction. And all of a sudden, three years later or two years later, or a month later, you start to feel things, and you don't even know where they came from. But why do I feel this? Why did I get so upset about that? Why was my response so... And you have no idea, and then then it's lost in translation. You don't even know why you're upset, and you then, through whatever therapy or, you realize it's coming all from that, all these things that I kind of tucked away. Yes, I mean that's that's what I, I found. It. So it's nice that I, I, you know, I was doing some reading, and uh, I do that occasionally, but um, reading, mm-hmm. but it just I noticed Courtney was the theme. Courtney was the sort of the running theme that was just like. I, I, I see how important she is to you i i,
0: I, very, I very openly speak about it yeah. um at this point in my life because i understand the great value um that i that i've received the lessons that i've that i've been able to 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 learn from her i mean we've both we've both learned from each other but i but i seem from my perspective i see the i see the deficit deficit that i was experiencing in my life up until that point yeah. as far as understanding balance in in life and you know she knew me she knew me best then. she knows me best now. And so going through that whole trauma of Superman Returns, the end of Superman Returns, was a long drawn out process of me in denial for much of it. And thankfully, I guess i didn't I didn't lean on drugs or alcohol. yeah parting. I played World of Warcraft endlessly. I see that you um, War- yeah, Warcraft. and that was my addiction um and then you know a few other games along the way but but that was where i lost myself and spent way too much time it took me a long time to come to terms with that 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 was an addiction for me to beat the game (laughs) you (laughs) know i I I beat (laughs) beat warcraft wait it's still going wait they keep updating (laughs) wait a minute um (laughs) there is no beating (laughs) it um is there not i've never played no you can't beat it just goes on and on no it goes on and on forever right right as it's designed to do um (laughs) And, uh, you know, that, that was my, that was my therapy. That was your escape, air 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 collection, Right, right. And, but it wasn't helping me, you know, it was, it was a coping mechanism, but it wasn't teaching me things until I finally came, you know, had several experiences where I had to come to terms with that. And, and so she, she was, she was part of that. Now, um, I have a better understanding of what happened then looking back, I can go, okay, I took way too long to get this point. But finally, I, I, I achieved that level up as far as um, balance. My next phase was realizing what I had messed up, where I, where I had screwed up. What was uh, the screw up? The screw up was still learning what the screw up is the screw up was uh, that deflecting. Defle- deflecting, right? What was the deflecting, but why was I deflecting? And, and And in the deflecting, I had built up this ego of, of, of who I was. And I was also, it was fear deflecting out of, deflecting out of fear. Okay. So I was deflecting out of fear because I I played Superman. I jumped this huge to the front of the line. I had done auditions and I'd been on stuff before, but I really jumped to the front of the line when I did that movie. Yeah. And then I wasn't given what I thought I was, or had earned. I wasn't getting offers Right. For Isn't that kind of an aft way of looking at things? Because I know, because
1: yeah. we feel like, well, we deserve this. Yeah, I, feel or, very deserving. I worked hard. I deserve. And it's like it, it, it's hard to. It, it is ego, mm-hmm. and it's hard to imagine. Like, it's just it, that that takes time to, to to uh change your way of thinking, doesn't it?
0: A very long time. I I I was told by my you know representatives and everyone they thought it was going to be a big deal, right? That's what happens. You do a big movie and then you do other. Well, then they. T- well, I read that they actually your agent. Uh,
1: took you on because he's like, you look sort of like resemble Christopher Reeves. So
0: I'm going to have in my back pocket because he's destined to play that role. Is that sort of why he became your agent? Well, originally that was what he said to me then, but that I no longer, that agent dropped me Um, after I got, after I got fired from the soap opera I was on back in 2001. Anyway, so they missed out on that. Yeah, they sure did. Um, But uh, that didn't happen when the only offers I was getting were Horror movies, which I did not, which want I to love. By <laughs> the way, I look around you. Fright Night. We got <laughs> Dracula over here.
1: Rudy isn't a horror movie, but
0: you know, yes, it's a wonderful movie. So um, you're getting all these other offers, so and- things for projects that I didn't, that weren't in line with what I wanted to do. Right, uh, not a lot, but they, but what offers were coming and were for things that I just had no interest in, and I didn't see them moving my career forward in the, in the path that I wanted. Um, I had to audition for things, and there were things that came very close that there that I was working with on the studio that just didn't, they didn't pull out of they were in production and it didn't happen. A couple other things that just didn't happen. Um, but by and large, I was not a qualified auditioner. Who is? It's the worst thing in the world. It's a very- Are you better now? I feel like I'm better now. I have more confidence in myself and many other things that kind of help make that better. Right. Um, but I was I was not a good auditioner except for things that I was really right for. <laughs> right. Which is why you get the things you're really right for. Anyway, so I I, I didn't do the work I, I didn't read scripts well enough. I didn't, I, I was, I, my foot was halfway out the door, um, every time I was going in. So I, then I was probably creating a bad reputation for myself, um, with casting offices and, and producers and things. And so, but I was in denial of all this for, for, for quite a while. And I had great opportunities, thankfully that came along, you know. with Zack and Mary and Kevin yep. Smith, uh, you know, and, and Scott Pilgrim Scott versus Pilgrim, the world. Scott you were just
1: talking about that. Yeah. Loves that. I got to see that. That's really fun. A lot of
0: my friends have seen it and they love that. So I got to see that. That's a, a, that's a classic. It's a worthwhile movie. All right.
1: I'm, I'm going to uh, check it out.
0: And then with Chuck. And so I had things, you know, thankfully kept me afloat and learning along the way. But it wasn't until I, I, really, um, till I really understood that I needed to start again, that I needed to relearn things and uh, relearn how to, uh, not relearn, but I had to go back, I had to go back and and actually learn how to audition um, for myself and re-engage myself and really become part of the process and fully Looking back, I can call it surrender. I can say that I had to surrender to the process and surrender to the fact that I had to audition. And became disciplined, it sounds like. Yes, I started to work hard. And so that started, you know, the first thing that started, was happened is I, I after I took on that mentality, was I got the pilot um, uh, the, for the sitcom that I did um, uh, called Partners in 2012. And that was a wonderful experience. And uh, would love to be still doing it to this day, but sure. that we did 13 episodes and that was the end of that. Then shortly after that was an opportunity for, for, for Arrow. And I, you know, they, they, I brought in, I had a meeting with the producers, but then I had to go back and I read with a wonderful, uh, Emily Ricketts and, um, and did a chemistry test with her. And so I had to prove myself.
1: That's the thing. You always, you have to prove yourself and I'm like listening to you. It's funny. Cause sometimes I think I'm going to have nothing in common with people. Mm. And then you start talking. I think we all have things that are in common. Like there is an ego. Ego is such a big part of, of everyone's life that they probably ruin a lot of opportunities. And I remember I had opportunities, but it was ego It was lack of discipline. Uh, I don't want to go learn this. I, I just, I, I was, it was sort of embarrassing. If I look back, I'm like, you fucking pompous little shit <laughs> for you to go, you know, you have an audition with, uh, you know, Tom Hanks or something. I mean, I, I worked on that one, but, uh, you know, goodwill hunting and saving private Ryan. And I, I remember those like, like the night before party and I was a kid. I was like 26. And I was like, I'm going to go, I didn't give a shit. Like I, I wasn't, mature. And by the way, maturity isn't something that is in my vocabulary, (laughs) but I'm very responsible. And you know, it takes time. You say it takes time to sort of like look back and go, Hey, this is, this is where I was fucking up. This is, this is why. And you said, you learn, you relearn things. I've talked about this before, but I, I wasn't relearning. I, I I had to learn all these things. I had to learn all the things that I didn't learn as a child. And so there's a lot of growing up that I've done probably in the last, the most growing up I've done in the last year and a half yeah. of just between doing this podcast and like talking to folks like you. And, and so just sort of digging deep and like, it's funny cause I'm watching you. like, there's still things that you're figuring out. Like we're all figuring out. But when, when you look back and you think, uh, you know, I deflected, I started playing Warcraft, my wife's doing this. Did you, do you remember even like having any breakdowns, any emotional moments, any like crying spout, you know, bouts of like, uh, Just like, God, what's the matter with me? I'm emasculating myself. You know, did you ever feel like
0: that? Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to go into detail because that's a, you know, but, but there was a moment and that was the moment when I, when I, when things started to change, um, crying, sobbing on the floor, um, because I was, I was shown, I was, I finally, I, I finally allowed myself to come. I was in a vulnerable enough place, I guess, to come face to face with with how people saw me. So I had the, you have this vision of who you are, right? And then there's how people see you. And when those two things are incongruent, when they don't come together, they don't match up. You look in the mirror and what's looking back at you is other person's reflection of who you are. It's like, what, wait a second. No, no, no. They're for a long time. You go, they're wrong, right? They're wrong. They're They're wrong. It's not me, right? I know who I am. But if you really allow that to, see that it's like it can be devastating oh oh whoa i was i was a real idiot i i sincerely hurt people and i made an incredible amount of mistakes but i'm a good person and i mean well so that was part of my part of my ego is well i'm a good person i mean well i'm doing i'm doing this to help somebody but some people sometimes people don't want help or they don't want the help that you are giving them you can still hurt somebody by helping them You can you can still you can I I can't give you an example right now, but definitely happens that you can have good intentions but still hurt people. And I was in a cycle of of that to to degree of not understanding that I was doing that right. And then you were all of a sudden hit with it. So then I'm a martyr. I feel like I'm a martyr, right? But I was I was just kind of screwing some stuff up. And then it became
1: a reality to you what you had been doing. Like you were really genuinely honest with yourself, and that's sort of when the breakdown happened. Yeah, that's sort of when you were like. I'll tell you what, I, I get it. Self like self loathing. Yes. Like, you know, when I've had interviews like people don't love themselves, I get it. Yeah. I get it because I've been there. Yeah. I know it. It's like, you know what? I I not only don't like myself, I actually remember looking in the mirror. I'm not I'm not kidding. Did I tell you this, Ryan? No. I remember looking in the mirror and going, Who the fuck are you, man? Like like if anybody was filming, they'd think I was a crazy person. And maybe I was. Maybe I am. I remember going, who the fuck are you, dude? Like, who the fuck are you? And I really look at myself. It wasn't like I was doing this all the time. It was just like, this would happen. Every, occasionally, every couple months, I'd just go. I'd, I, you know, wash my face at night, brush my teeth, and i kind of look in the mirror and i go. I'd look closer. Like, I just, I was trying to put it together. Like, I really don't know myself. I don't. What do I do? Like, what do I do? I don't have Courtney. I don't have, you know, so mine was. Well, therapy, (laughs) I was like going, fuck it, fuck it. I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to find me and I want to live the last 20, 30, 40, 50 years going, hey, now I got a grip of who I am. And that, by by the way, that's, that's horrible. I mean, I've had those breakdown moments. I've had those breakdown moments in the shower. Like it's a a comedy. Like if people were filming it, it'd be like air supply and I'm on my knees naked with water around me and I'm just bawling. And I start to laugh after the cry thinking of that. I'm all out of love. I'm so lost dude. I'm naked. You're fucking naked. You're an idiot. What's wrong with you? You know, and uh, dude, that, that fucking hits home. It does. And if you
0: just pay attention to it long enough, you'll, you'll have to address it. Yeah. That's self-awareness. You know, we look in the mirror all the time and see if we have a, uh, you know, anything in our teeth or what our hair looks like. but We're not really looking and seeing what's behind the eyes. What's who, who's there? Who's in control? Is our brain in control, or is our higher nature in control? Are we just a mammal, or are we a human? It's the difference that sets us apart from pretty much all mammals is that we have this uh, the ability to think on a higher level and have self awareness in our prefrontal cortex. What sets us apart is that we know that we know that we know. We don't just f- do things. We we can understand our. We're aware of what we're doing. We're, we can be. We can be we aware. Can be aware of what we're doing. Most of humanity is not aware of what they're doing. They're just doing it. Right. On on. on, on. Every once in a while, they check in. Autopilot. It's, penny, auto, run, it's going through the motions. It's autopilot. We've all done that until these big moments, either happy or sad, yeah, hit you and you go, "Whoa!" And and, and you you're forced to either step out of that autopilot or not. But when you're able to step out, you go, holy shit, this is what is real and what isn't real. What am I in control of? And what am I not in control of? What is this human experience? What am I here for? What am I doing? Why am I working 14 hours? (laughs) A day, <laughs> yeah. not not seeing m- m- my family or what what have to you to make
1: money. Maybe to, there's always reasons. Why to make am money. I
0: making money? Why am I doing any of this? Why am I for my child? For my we're all searching for the purpose, and then we're we're going a little bit from intelligence. But this is all part of it. You know what is the purpose of what is the purpose of life? And I certainly don't have an answer for everyone.
1: This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. You've heard me talk about BetterHelp, and it has helped. A lot of people, a lot of my friends and family, and uh, it's just so important. I, I find therapy to be so helpful in so many different ways. A lot of us wish we had more time, but time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself, and it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Therapy can help everyone be the best they can be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge learn to make time for what makes you happy with better help visit betterhelp.com/inside today to get 10% off your first month that's betterhelp h e l p.com/inside inside here is brought to you by neurohacker qualia centaletic i've been using this stuff ryan for focus uh i just feel better a sense of well-being if you want to help resist aging at the cellular level, you got to try Qualia Synalytic. Um, Have you heard about Synolytics, Ryan? Uh, I have a little bit, but why don't you tell me about it's it? It's a class of ingredients discovered less than 10 years ago, and they're being called one of the biggest discoveries of our time for helping to promote healthy aging and
0: helping to enhance your physical prime. Your life goals in your career and beyond require productivity. But let's be honest, the aging process is not our friend when it comes to endless energy and productivity. That's why we use Qualia Senolytic. If
1: someone would have told me that there are science-backed ingredients that could help me feel 15 years younger in a matter of months, I you know, I wouldn't have believed it. And then I tried Qualia Senolytic. And just to let you guys know, I was trying this stuff before they became a sponsor, and I've said this before, but it's important to know because I love this product before they were the, our sponsor, and I felt like it was working for me. I felt like I had a focus. I just felt my memory, everything, sense of well-being. I just felt better, and um, I know people, listeners, that have come up to me saying how much it works for them, and. I like that. I like that it's it's not just me that notices the effects, but everyone else around me. As we age, everyone accumulates senescent cells in their body. Senescent cells may cause symptoms of aging, such as aches and discomfort, slow workout recoveries, sluggish mental and physical energy associated with the middle age feeling. Also known as zombie cells they are old and worn out and not serving a useful function for our health anymore, but they could be taking up space and nutrients from our healthy cells. It's kind of like pruning and the yellowing uh, of, of dead leaves off a plant. Qualia helps remove those worn out senescent cells to allow for the rest of them to thrive in the body. And you just take it two days a month. That's it. The formula is non-GMO, vegan, Gluten free, and the ingredients are meant to complement one another, factoring in the combined effect of all ingredients together. And you get a 100 day money back guarantee. Um, Like I said, my energy levels are up. I feel younger when I take it, I feel more focused. Less aches and pains, and Lord knows I have those. Help resist aging at
0: the cellular level. Try
1: Qualius Analytic. Go to neurohacker.com slash inside for up to $100 off and use code inside at checkout for an additional 15% off. That's neurohacker.com slash inside for an extra 15% off your purchase. Thanks to Neurohacker for sponsoring today's episode. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. The products and statements are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. But that you're getting well, to something now. You're talking about purpose. Purpose isn't just something you're born with. And maybe you are born with it, but you're just not aware of it. Most people aren't aware of their true purpose, their true calling. And it's usually the hand of fate or whatever happens throughout life. Eventually, you get to a place, hopefully young enough, where you're like, this is what I'm destined to do. I'm destined to... Maybe I'm destined to just talk to people and open up and help other people who are listening. Maybe you know my real destiny lies in—I
0: mean, whatever. But sometimes that takes a long time, and I think it's taken me a long time. Yeah, it's a double-edged sword, I think, because you can you can kill yourself pursuing your purpose uh, in in the pursuit of your pr- uh, uh, of purpose, um, and and the belief that there has to be a purpose, some great purpose. Um, in the pursuit of 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 purpose and meaning in life, we do a lot of bad things sometimes. I mean, villains have purpose, mm-hmm. and they want to validate their life. Villains, people who have, uh, we're <laughs> in we, that universe long enough. We, you're what gonna what say we call, What we would call villains, you know. <laughs> right. Um, I've played enough bad guys to know that you you have to believe. That in what you're doing, in order for it to come off sure. um, authentically, um, that's the world that they live in. And for me, only for me, speaking only for myself, I am experiencing what it is to be human, and that is my sole purpose. How do you do that? Not sole purpose; it's the fundamental purpose. What do you do to achieve that? Obviously, you know, you, you can't just go
1: to work and be an actor and and come home, and there's got to be other things that. Uh, you know like char- charity stuff whatever it is that make you feel something make you feel human interaction connection presence all that stuff like is there so- certain things that you like this is the most important and I'm not sacrificing this this is going to happen I'm going to continue doing this and you know w- what is that
0: the biggest rule or um attachment that I have to any any kind of rule or structure is that of my father so that's number one. And then I'm, then I'm a, a husband and teammate to Courtney and we have yeah. that unit and then extends to my family, my, my parents and my sisters and my brother, um, and friends and my, what have you. But, uh, I I have to be here. I have to support Leo. That is my number one. Yes. No, my number one thing in life. That's purpose, man. That, and he, it's a dual purpose. I mean, he, I, I learn as much from him as he's learning from me, if not and learning more from him through that experience but it's here to experience life right now i chose to have a child so i'm experiencing a life to see my to see myself reflected i am seeing a reflection of all of my flaws i see it on a daily basis uh the traumas that i have unresolved trauma that i have in my life that i'm propagating propagating uh onto, onto my son and i can see that and go oh i don't want to do that that was a learned behavior from my family or from society, and I don't choose to continue to put that out into the world and to give that to my son. I want him to be free of those um, foibles, those, those sins of the father and mother and what have you. So I just can't imagine having that much
1: uh, much sin. You seem like such a great guy. Like I know these are subtle things. These are little things along the way that you're like, oh, he, he's learning that, that's from me, or that's from this, I, uh, you know, I feel horrible, I, I don't want him to, but you've got to remember that we're human, we're definitely not perfect, and he's going to you know, evolve into something, and you give him the love, you give him whatever attention, that's probably, you do the best you can. You have to know that, like, at least I'm learning that, like, do the best you can, as long as you know it was the best you could do, you know, in that moment, and I even give credit to my parents, I'm like going, you know, hey, you, you just really didn't know how to be, a certain way and i forgive you and I'm, I'm moving on and i love you just acknowledge your fuck-ups acknowledge your fuck-ups which means when leo gets to be 20 years old he's like you know blah 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 and you fucking you know you're you know hopefully he won't say fucking but i would and then he's like i'm like chris farley right now you idiot and it's it's about saying you know what leo you're right about that i'm, I'm gonna be honest with you I wish I would have done that. I apologize for that. I'm telling you, just any kind of acknowledging something from a parent, because they're always perfect. They're on the pedestal. They don't fuck up. They're, my parents were just, I thought they were fucking perfect. Everything they said politically, uh, they said so and so was having a fair down the street. They're not good parents or this. I believed them all. And then I woke up one day and I go, Are you fucked? Look at you. You guys are more half than the others. I think that there was definitely like, look, it's how you're raised. But I remember looking at my dad, like, never drank, never smoked, never did anything. You know, nothing, no pot, nothing. I mean, almost nothing. And it wasn't until I was 21 and I was at his uh, old dentist's office in Long Island. I was like, yeah, my dad just was he always like, just kind of like break down the line, just didn't really do much. Your dad used to walk around naked. Are you kidding me? I'm like, "What?" So, there's certain things you don't need to tell your children. I was like, my dad was like, "Yeah, yeah, what well, later on he started to open up a little. But I think that as long as you're just honest and you do the best you can and you acknowledge your faults and your your flaws that that I think that's what he's going to really admire. It's it's something when you don't when you sit there and go, "Oh, well, I never did that. You're wrong. You're Yeah. I I I have a feeling you listen to your child. You're calm, you kind of just How old is Leo?
0: Uh, 7. 7. So, you know, we do our best to take responsibility and say, I'm sorry. Um, it's a very important practice for us to, to admit when we have made mistakes, parents make mistakes, everyone makes mistakes and teaching him to be responsible, uh, for his own mistakes is a big thing. Um, it's important to us. You know, you say, you can't imagine me doing too much wrong or or what have you, but I have ai I had a, I had a, I had a, um, like a zero to I don't know sixty, zero to fifty. uh, Anger sometimes when when something wouldn't be right with not just him, but but road rage and that kind of thing, which I had a challenge with years ago. And I that reaction now is has been something I become aware of. And so you start with awareness um, that you're doing something and then you go, okay, I'm doing, I might stop it every time, but I'm becoming more aware that and I'm you don't it. like this about yourself. I don't like it. It doesn't right. serve any, right. understand what, where it's coming from, why I'm doing it. And you start to dissolve those things. And it's, 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 same thing with, there are a lot of frustration as a, as a, as a parent. Why doesn't the child sleep? Why doesn't he do this? Why, you know, there's, there's, it's, it's a, a form. It's a very challenging, most challenging time in, in my life probably. And so, you can look at those things that you're doing that are not ideal and you can work to shift them because i want the experience not only for him but for me yeah. also because i'm not setting myself up to have a good day if i'm frustrated continually frustrated by a child being a child that is that is an irrational right. uh attachment for me of a child to be perfect and i had there's the whole perfectionism that was in sure. that that i had um Aspect of it, but I want to go back to because it's all wrapped up. Go back this, to the road rage. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> go back to my first and foremost attachment and most important thing to be taken care of is my son, and experiencing the world, and uh, I uh, experiencing the universe. Uh, I am conscious being, and I get to experience what it is to be human and what it is to interact with life. So, in order to do that effectively for me. I have to find joy, to find joy wherever I can. I don't always remember this. Listen, this is a this is a new practice for me, and I am working on it continually. But there, and it's challenge when you have impeachment trials and what's happening in Iran and and all everything in the wildfires. How do you find joy when there's all this terror, these terrible things happening in the world? I think they're probably always going to be terrible things happening in the world for a very long time. So either we're always completely stressed about it and worrying about that and trying to, to stop those things. We should try to stop those things always. But we also have to be able to find joy where we can have and to. do those things and find joy. Yeah. Have the moments of, of, of despair and loss. Don't gloss over it. Don't pretend it doesn't exist. And these exist. things have been happening Don't, for a long time. Exactly,
1: for all of time. My dad said, well, things things are worse now, right? He's like, are you kidding me, Vietnam? We just didn't have it on phones and everywhere in front of you at all the time. There was horribleness going on. And who, what does it
0: matter if it was better or worse? It's still happening. Yeah. and 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 it's going to, I think it's probably going to continue to still happen. I hope not. Until we as human beings, as sentient beings, can find a better way to balance it and to experience it. So that when there's a trauma, we don't fully throw away our belief in positivity and good things happening just because this terrible thing is happening, and and when this wonderful thing's happening, not just throwing away the fact that terrible things can can happen, yeah, but finding that balance and being okay with it. And a lot of spiritual teachings talk about this. It's the 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 I don't know that's the middle way, correct definition, but but there's but you have to find balance that both things can exist. And yeah. it's okay that both things exist. I don't think you can ever, I don't know if we'll ever extinguish, if 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 we're to ever extinguish um, darkness, then there's only light. And if there's only light, how can you know anything else? I mean, there are many philosophers who talk about this idea, yin and yang, um, black and white. But also I'm joy. Getting, I'm, I'm, I'm getting into the weeds here Th- a little bit. That's all right. I like the weeds. But finding joy and how I've, so what I try to do on my on my work is go to work and enjoy my time on set. How do you do that? you um, exhausted. Because, it, because you the own. end product, you don't know what the end product's going to be. And I had to go into this, you're also talking about loss. So we're going back to that. Loss of my family for the last five years and the character that I played for six years, as you may or may not know, I I filmed my last episodes as in the Arrowverse and, and as Ray Palmer. And that was a very traumatic event for me. It was not something I was expecting. It was a shocking. Like the day of, they told you? The day of filming.
1: Yeah, hopefully it didn't. No, do no, that. no, no. It
0: was before we started production, but it was not well handled. And uh and so that has been something I'm still my wife and I are both still working through. Um it's been a huge transition in time for us those last eight uh 9 10 months. And uh and so going how is I going to find the joy in that <laughs> knowing this thing was going to end looming. Uh-huh. Uh, but I but I work to to just be with my Crew, which become my family, and my cast, which become my family, and and experience that, and just be there in the interactions with the people. And how do you do that? You have to have awareness. You have to <laughs> check in on yourself and go, "Where is my brain? Morning. What is my brain thinking? Wait, wait, where am I? Am I am I am, I, am a repetitive thought about something? Am I th- am I having an ant uh, automatic negative thought that's happening? And also, yeah, you let those things spiral. And if
1: you go in a certain way and you start. I remember dealing with things, and all it, you could see it. It's on your face. You're like, okay, what are we doing? It's like the resentment. Aren't these people? It's something that happened that ha- they have nothing to do with, and and there's nothing they can do, and so it's sort of a waste of energy. And but but to be able to look at that and go, all right, all right,
0: this is what this is. That's that, that's maturity. That's hard. That's the work of life. So you have to have all these experiences in your life that help you teach you at some point that that's the way to enlightenment to freedom to 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 freedom from this autopilot so we're born we don't have autopilot we're taught autopilot mm-hmm. by society by our by our family we're open we're open beings in that first stage of of life but we you have to be able to function yeah you you if 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 the world is an acid trip and you've no structure as a baby, you don't have, you know, I don't know if it's like an acid trip, but but everything's crazy colors. Whoa. I don't know. I don't know what anything is. There's a name for this. What's language. I'm calling this, this, this is the color blue. We have to do that in order to then experience the things. Right. But you learn that behavior. You learn that autopilot from your, mostly from your parents and from society, but then you have to unlearn that.
1: Well, you, it sounds like when, after the whole Superman thing, you know, you thank, thank God in a way, because let's say the sequels happen, you would have been, you wouldn't have changed. Uh, you would, that would have lingered yes, on like a freaking cranberry song. Who knows? You know? Who knows? But the fact that it sorry, the, the I, could have, I could have
0: really broken down in a bad way, or lashed out, or done some other thing because I wouldn't have had, you know, I wouldn't have had the experiences that I did have, the loss, yeah. um, that I did have to help. You How know, much of a better be person do you think
1: you are from that experience and growing and figuring all that out in those fucking moments where you're just sobbing and growing? as and by the way you weren't that old when that's when this happened no, 25 25 yeah i thought i knew everything of course we always do it's crazy but look with the whole thing you told me about this because i don't know much about this with the Adam, you know another character in the comic books ends up in the comic books they take over that character that's what i read online is that true
0: uh yes in the in a the stupid, comic stupid book, thing in the comic the book world ray palmer gets lost um i can't remember exactly where it gets lost um in the multiverse or in something i was mixing that up with with the ant with ant man but um but he he disappears anyway but he leaves his belt behind which is in the comics how he has the the power uh, to shrink and uh this young man uh takes over takes over ryan Choi becomes the i mean
1: okay that's in the comic books but it's it's something was working and everything is great and the ratings are great and everybody who gives a shit if he gets lost he can let him get lost the last episode, am I wrong here? Cause I don't know how this works. Well, but that's not,
0: so there's a lot of rumor uh, that flies around because, you know, these things are put out there and, and for whatever reason, they, they don't have a, uh, there's, it's not my, it's not my place to, 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 to really speculate or, or, because you, you could you tell... You know, I think characters are put out there to see how, what the response is and, and right. what happens. And that's not what happens with, with, with Ray. Um, in the end, I think I'm fine saying that he doesn't get lost into the multiverse. It's not, we're not following the comic book um, structure. Right. But if they ask you,
1: they weren't going to come back for this uh, thing in the next season or whatever. I don't know down the road, if you're not going to be on the show anymore. I mean, would you, would your ego then take over? Or sometimes I don't think it's even ego. It's like, no, I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. That's a tough thing. Yeah. I've done that. We're like, come back. I'm like, I don't want to. Not not for that. With me, I didn't want to come back because I was that guy. Yeah. So I'm not going to come back in some other universe. I don't even know what the fuck's going on. And, and by the way, it's great. There's a lot of great stuff. I'm just saying and there's another Lex and it's me. And it's like, it's like well, I, this is not what I need to do. Yeah. Uh, I came back for season seven. I came back for season 10 for the finale. I wanted to. It was great for the fans. You know, and there's a lot of rumors and stuff. There was always like, oh, he left the show. God damn it. Kevin Smith says he left the show one more fucking time. I love you, Kevin. I said it. But I'm like, I didn't li- – I mean, technically, my contract was six years. I talk about this. Six years. I stayed on until seven. Seven years. I did 160-something episodes. And then I said, hey, I'm going to go do whatever. And, of course, people are like, oh, you left – of course, no matter what I do, it's not going to be as big as Smallville. Mm. So I went off to do things that I love. Yes. I want to direct. I want to do this. I want to hang out with my family. I want to – what is he doing? Blah, blah, blah. You left Smallville. Why would not he come back? Well, fuck you. You're the one who's selfish telling me what I should be doing. Fuck you. So I'm not angry, but what I'm saying for you is if you want to come back cause you love it and it's great and oh, this is interesting. then that's what you do it for, of course. But if you're like, you know what? I did this for
0: five, what, five years, five seasons on, on legends. And then I season on arrow hundred over a hundred episodes as the character.
1: What I'm saying is, do you think you'd go back?
0: Uh, I mean, that's kind of a bridge that I will decide to cross when I get there. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a, there's a lot. There's a lot wrapped up in that answer.
1: I'm sure there's probably a little resentment. You said you didn't like how you, how things sort of, uh, you know, that's, by the way, I, 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 I really appreciate your candor and just sort of, your just, just being able to just, you know, feel and say that, you know, uh, these are feelings, whether they are necessarily right to someone who watches the podcast or someone who looks at your interview. you, You can't say everything that everybody wants you to say. You can't feel like it. So sometimes you do One say One of my challenges
0: things. is trying to live for other people and be what other people think I should be. One or, of my biggest
1: fucking challenges. Worried
0: about what people think of me. Thank yeah. you. That is the hardest thing. Because you want everybody to be happy.
1: You want everybody to be you know, like you. You, you want, want everybody to like and, you. Of course you do. You want everybody.
0: But at the end of the day, <laughs> it's like,
1: I'm just going to really try to, I'm going to fuck up. I am going to fuck up. I promise it's you. It's essential I, to
0: life. I, but it's I, essential but to life. I, and I do a lot.
1: I know now. And hopefully if you love me, or you like me, and I say something you don't like. You don't go, "Well, fuck him." You go, "All right, well, that's his opinion, or that's how he felt in that moment." So you know, it's 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 tough. It's it is tough. And like a lot of people on the outside will always say, you know, the, the thing you always hear is like, you know, they're lucky. Oh my God, they don't have a right to feel in a way. And I'm like, I I am grateful as shit. I, mean, I live in a, a house. I I'm able to do great things. I'm blessed beyond. Rec- I am blessed. If it all ends now, I'm. I died. I say, hey man, I, I had I, whether I, I had the opportunity, I had the, I had everything in front of me. Whether I used it to my best, you know, capabilities, probably not. I'm learning to do that now and helping other people, and which makes me feel
0: good. But uh, I don't know even where I was going with that. It's okay. It's okay to screw up. Yeah. The point. But by the way, and, I, and but I, I appreciate and to you. see people I think it's important for people to know that we're 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 fallible. You know, I you know we. For me, putting up the, playing the character of Superman, I put a lot of pressure on myself to, to, to live up to that expectation. Uh, I mean, oh. I was always, I was already a, a you know, the, a Boy Scout and didn't do a lot of crazy things anyway. But I made sure that once I got the role that I was, not, that I protected the image, not only of myself, but of the character uh, integrity. And it was very important to me to have the character have integrity. And it's a balance anyway of trying to sh- showing perfection and, and then showing that, you know, life isn't about being perfect. And I think it's important for people to know that, you know, that it's not always, uh, you know, better on the other side. You know, we, we have this image, we have this view of who people are and what they are. we imagine what their lives are like. And we, we project and we want to live that life because it's better than ours. Always. yeah. And you have to come to terms with the fact that to find happiness, you have to be okay with where you are. Well, this is your and, life. This is your life and surrender to, to your experience. Um, some days are good. Sometimes they're bad for, for everybody.
1: Yeah. I, I, I tend to do that. I will look at like, uh, my friend Kent in Indiana with his three kids and his house. And, you know, I don't know how many times I just, um, there's this, this envy. There's this, uh, this feeling of, man, it's, I won't say it out loud because God, I'm sure he wishes that he'd be on a hit show when he goes out and some people recognize him and he does all these things. He goes to Laker games. And, but deep down, I'm thinking his wife's awesome. He's got three kids are in the Midwest. Kids are drinking out of garden hoses. You know, they go to maybe go to a Walmart together. (laughs) whatever. Well, I'm serious. There's, there's certain friends that I look at that I'm like, I mean, it's so cliche. It just doesn't matter what you have in terms of, you know, money or fame. It just, I mean, you, it just doesn't. You hear it all the time and you're lucky when you have it, and you have all these things. It's what you do with it. But also, I mean, you think about the happy moments, happy moments when you just connect with someone, you just, it's not about the money. It's about two people going, this is a great moment. This is fucking, I can just feel this. This is you and me this is uh this is beautiful or witnessing something really nice and it's very hard and we get caught up in all these things it's experiences man and and it, that's what that's what it's all about i think that's why i'm when i say i'm learning i am i'm learning every day i'm like why am i not happy today why do i feel uh you know what why don't you take a nice hike and look at the beautiful fucking trees and nature and Sure. You're colorblind, but the sky still looks great. You know, I mean, there's so many things you could do every day that we just go, Oh, I'm tired. I'm this. And just, you get in a car, go for a drive up the coast or, I mean, and wherever you live, there's always something you can do to just go to get outside. And when you get outside of your head, when you could just say, cause that's not fun to be in there too much, too long. But if you just take a, you know, today I'm taking the day off. I'm just going to hang out with Leo and Courtney and, we're gonna to go to Chuck E. Cheese. Fuck, I don't want to go there, but I'm gonna go just to see Leo's face and those those bacteria infested balls that
0: he's playing. <laughs> yes. You know, there's the, the, that's where you know people talk about meditation, and, and I don't have a regular meditation practice. I still, I can't, I still have not had this found the structure to to do that in my life, but I've read a lot about it. I've read a lot of books of spirituality and religion and all <laughs> this kind If I of can things. do
1: this, man, you <laughs> and, can do it. And, Trust me.
0: And, uh, and I do have, you know, moments where I, where I'm, I'm meditating in life, just in, just in life. It's not a se- setting aside time to do it. But, um, my point in bringing this up is clearing your mind is one thing, but listening to your mind is, uh, is, is maybe another thing. And when you're in nature, you can be in nature, but you also have to be aware of where your thoughts are, and and surrender to the fact that you're in nature, and that you don't need to write the email, and that you don't need oh, to think about that's it, isn't it? Think about what's fuck. F- think about what's for dinner, or check your Twitter messages because See, if you have another follower, if you just th- but those, but we, that's the autopilot. That's so it's so quietly running these programs running yeah. in the background that it's really challenging restart to, to cultivate the, the ability to listen to it. And I, I'm saying this not because I have mastered it because I am currently working on it. Uh, and as you're talking to somebody, even can I talk to you and still have that awareness mm-hmm. about oversharing or why am I sharing this information? Yeah. Um, and, and I do that because I, with my son, can I really, when I go to the park with him and he wants to play with me, can I just surrender and not worry about anybody watching me and saying, "Oh, that's Brandon Ralph Is one thought that pops in my head sometimes. The other is, "Oh, I have this email I have to get back to my manager. I have to get my something texted me. What, what what are we having for dinner?" Yeah, I have to let go of those things in order to really be with him uh, fully and play and engage. And then I can get back my childlike sense and and really just play with him. And, and I tell you, it's you. really a challenge.
1: It's not only like challenging, but it, you probably get down on yourself. Like why? It you know why? Because this is honestly, this is just as bad as a cocaine addiction. Okay? Yeah. Because it really is. Or a heroin maybe. I mean, maybe you won't die as fast. Maybe it doesn't feel like it's fucking you up really badly. But it is. It's almost as if one thing leads to another, to three hours of a wasted day, to, man, I could have uh, I could have been having a great hike with my friend. Or I could have been... It just sucks the life out of you. And it's it's hard. And it's, like, but, but why do I have to keep coming back? It, because you're addicted to it. We're addicted to it. This is, it's that's the world we live in. And so, but we, again, like a coke addict, like a heroin addict, guess what? We got the fucking choice. We can say, you know what? I don't touch you today. And guess what? When I pick you up tomorrow, the world won't end. Mm-hmm. It just won't. I might have 40 emails. You know what? Tomorrow I'll take four hours and I'll just get caught up in everything. But today... No phone, be present, and you know what? I had that yesterday for a lot of the day, where I was just distracted from doing things. I had a, I went to the Ronald McDonald House with the kids for three hours. I went to this other thing, and eighty five percent of my day was like I couldn't really be on the phone, you know. And that, when I looked at it, I saw these messages, and I go, what am I really missing? Oh, my friend Kara said, "What are you doing?" Well, Kara, sorry, I was, I was just being busy. You, you know, you don't, and, you, and how how do we feel so compelled to respond to everything? Yeah, I always, I don't want to hurt people's feelings. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm in town, what are you doing? I don't have to respond.
0: Do you, do you feel like you Mom? were in the flow tomorrow? <laughs> Mom? <laughs> you feel like you, something, you know, in the flow, what people call the flow yesterday, more of the flow. Is that what it is, the flow? I, There's something called, I mean, that's when you get creative. You know, people talk about when they do daring things and they're surfing or, you know, hang gliding or all kinds of, they get in the flow. but But it's just like, ease and um there
1: was an ease you know i have like horrible neck issues from uh fusion i mean they're getting a lot better but i notice when i'm connected or connected when i'm is a good way when i'm not on my phone because you know they have this epidemic where people are looking at their phones you know and the, people are growing like tails in their yeah, spine right, and shit yeah, i mean yeah, this is that. true this is science look it up but by the way how if you have neck problems should you be like this should you be fucking looking down like that i mean we just do it but yes in the in the zone in the what'd you call it the flow, flow. I mean, I just want to get life. more in the flow of life. You know, I said to myself, I wrote down, go away. And I named a couple of places. You want to go here? You want to go here? And I'm always waiting around like, well, let's see if my friend can get off work and go with me. Like, Why don't you just fucking go by yourself, you fucking loser who can't be by yourself? Go to fucking Italy by yourself for a week. I don't know. What if I die? And then you die in Italy. That's pretty cool. I mean, why can't you just fucking be? go take a a break, turn your phone off, go to get a hotel somewhere in Santa Monica and just go on the beach anywhere. Just do disconnect. It's so easy to do. And I keep pushing it three weeks, four weeks. It's like, I'm going to put a date in my calendar after this interview. I'm going to say, if you don't go by this date, it's over. I hate you.
0: (laughs) That's what I'm going to say. You know, people go on vacation and, and they can have that reprieve a lot of the time. We don't go on vacation enough, and it's something that you can do, I think, probably on a daily basis is checking in and mm-hmm. having that mental, I don't know what you call it, mental vacation. I, I, it's, it's, it's understanding the pull of purpose. We go back to purpose and drive and work and kids and attachment to all of these things and the social structure that is life that we have to experience. If we're just laying on the beach all day, I think you really would get bored of that to a degree. Sure. So that's why people who... who Plus, are, you who, get sunburned, people get who, cancer. Right. You don't want to who, do that all Who day. retire, <laughs> they, they often find they need something else to do. Because yeah. sitting at home, if I had all the time to play World of Warcraft, I'd get bored and lonely. At some point, I would want real human interaction. And I would need to go out and do something. So it's a balance between structure and non-structure that we have to, that we have to, that we can push push towards, I guess, is, is, is working. I don't want to not be working. Um, but it's, it's doing the work. It's going to work, doing something useful, uh, uh, that, that hopefully benefits society in some way. Um, but I'm not killing myself to do it. I'm having joy while I'm doing Mm -hmm. it. I'm finding a way to be in awareness as I'm doing everything I'm doing in life. Do you know what I just thought of? Maybe this isn't profound. When it came to me, it felt profound. When we're
1: on these things and when we're so preoccupied with all these it's because in the back of our fucking feeble minds, Brandon, what we're thinking about is once I get to where I don't have to care about this, once I have such, uh, I have enough money or success or this thing that I love, this podcast gets enough listeners, then I could realize it's always going after something that's intangible, that is like, it's never going to end. Then when it's bigger, then what? Then it's harder. If
0: you don't learn to do it now, it's, you're never going to learn it. Exactly. That is very profound. I mean, it hits yes. you in a different way. That, God that, that That is the experience. We're all doing it in a different way. Yeah. We all had different parents. We all went to, uh, you know, had different friendships. We all have different jobs and different relationships with the people at our work, but we're all living a human experience. We all have, there's different social, economical, economic, you know, status and all of that. But we all are challenged by the same things. Mm-hmm. And the choice is, do you want to continue living like that? Just a choice. Or it. would you like to investigate a different way of being so that you can be at peace with where you are presently? That's it. I agree.
1: I think that that's, I think we all want, everyone can relate. Anyone who's listening, we want peace. We want to... Just know we were a great friend, great father. Whatever it is, it's just knowing. Like I am enough.
0: Money, money's not going to do it. Look no. at look at Tom Steyer, for instance. He's just popping into my brain because I saw him on Colbert the other day. This guy's a billionaire. He's not at peace. No, he's fighting for what he believes is the right of of the of the, of the country. He's a billionaire, no political. You know, not in politics, and he's like, I'm going to run for president because I I can't ag- I don't agree with what's happening, and maybe I can contribute, maybe I can help. Now. Ego, that's yes, go, yes, all those things, but but he's not. If money gave him peace of mind, he'd be on a beach, same thing. Like
1: gives all this money to charity every year,
0: and now he's and now he's running for now. Prison. He's running, so money doesn't buy you. Well,
1: that's just like that's the called world. that's altruism, that's like philanthropic at another level. When you have you could disappear, you could own the half the earth. And what you're trying to do is just be a better human being, make the world better. That's why? freaking cool. Because it's
0: exciting. That and So yeah, if and that's life is, purpose. if you're doing the same thing all the time and you have a piece and it's boring, not saying that there should always be war at strife to make life interesting, but we have to have challenges in our life. We want challenges. We we strive for challenges. We strive for challenges. We, we don't think we know we're doing it, but, but that's exciting. Mm-hmm. If you play a video game, we just wander around and you don't, aren't, aren't, um, aren't challenged by anything. This is a free play of a world. Uh, it's fun. Yeah. But I think that you eventually want to be challenged by, by something in order to have the experience be worthwhile, have the experience be interesting and also to learn from yourself. Because if you're not challenged, that's great. That's what I want to do. I want to be in love.
1: I just want to be in love. It sounds stupid, but I do. I think it'd be awesome to just be, just crazy about something something i'm not crazy about people it's just that you know when you can trust someone wholeheartedly and just like a relationship A real like it's been a while since i've had that kind of
0: you know i think that 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 goes back to you too though man the band uh you too (laughs) hey it's quick um it goes maybe somewhere (laughs) to them um your capacity to to love someone else is your capacity to love yourself and sincerity and and the depth with which you can Accept and love yourself is is that with which you can do to the other person, I think, and that's something I've had to learn and experience as well. i sure,
1: and it's also not always about you. And I, you need someone to sort of say, "Hey, asshole, turn your phone off, spend time with your family." Go, oh my god, you know. Sometimes you need somebody who's also accountable. You could, you know, they could help you. you're accountable for your own, but also someone else's. So-
0: life is not meant to be lived alone if damn you, it! if you're I, <laughs> damn ralph what? i don't mean that you, do, you can be as you can be single <laughs> but, but yeah. you if you're not if you don't have other people in your life reflecting back who you are that's yeah, all about could, memories you it's all about, yeah. can't learn anything and the process of being here also is is you have to have two just like you have to have black and white you have to have more than one person more than one thing in order to know know who you are
1: mm-hmm. help you figure out who you are to, to
0: balance yeah you have to. You have to. Yes. You know,
1: I, I apologize to you gonna apologize for the beginning of the interview. Mm. I felt like it was just too intense. Mm. <laughs> I felt like we just jumped into it because I wanted to talk to you about like, uh, you know, I have toys around the house and like, you know, you guys just got a house and and, yeah. uh, you know, you're like, you want a toy room. You want some because you have toys, too. You were a big yeah. Superman fan. You had underpants not underpants, uh, pajamas, oh, pajamas. Yeah. I call them underpants sometimes. They're part of the, they're yeah, kind part of, of part the underpants. of the costume,
0: but you, you had all this, do you, you, what kind of, to, what's your favorite toy that you have? I don't say I'm a collector, like looking around your, I, 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 I'm not a, I, I collect, I have the toys of the things that I've been in because people send them to me and it's kind of a unique thing. Um, so I don't, I wouldn't say I'm a collector of, uh, a true collector of, of, of memorabilia. Uh, that much but i do have some cool things i have uh i mean i have a joe montana signed football dude see that's that, beautiful that's probably my biggest love coolest i'm not a huge, i'm not
1: I'm a giants fan but i'll never forget the that team i yeah. love montana and dwight
0: clark and it just yeah go ahead go ahead so that was a pretty that's a pretty special thing um uh, for, for me that i like to be able to put up and and have a room to display in the movie posters and all of the projects, the various, and the cool props and things that I might have that people and the artwork that people have made to me. Yeah. Just to go, I get all these wonderful things that people make for me yeah, and they're just, you know, some of them end up sitting in a box and I'd like to be able to display it and say, oh, this is cool. I think that's nice. Um, although it's hard to put up too many things of yourself because that looks just, it just feels yeah, strange. Yeah, I don't have a but, lot of things wow. in myself.
1: That's that's good. Yeah. I don't want to do that.
0: Uh, do I? But I think what we're going to do is we're going to incorporate some of those things into the, into the house in a, in a way. Uh, in a cool way and not be so, not that we were ever really strict about how we, you know, the art we put up on our, in our house. uh, But, but be more just f- free with it. Just oh, we put this and this yeah. cool art and here's a poster of the show and here's this and that, here's a picture of our family and this, and just kind of have it more, be more, I don't know, unique. The, the family. It's yeah. like, this is our house. This isn't yeah. my
1: house or your house. It's our house. This is, you know, not I, a museum. I mean, I mean, it's just a, a family. What house. are you saying? You saying this
0: is a museum? No, no, no. I think that's so, what you're saying. I'm saying... I'm, I'm saying... a hoarder now? <laughs> what the fuck, dude?
1: I'm a hoarder. Is that what he said? I'm a hoarder?
0: This is eclectic. That's what I mean. Thank you. I think that would be the word
1: for it. And we're going to do something real quick. For I, I do this every episode at the last, uh, end of the episode. It's for my patrons. They get to ask some questions here. And uh, this is called Shit Talking okay. with Rosenbaum. Danny says, I think he's great at playing comedic scenes. So I'd, I'd like to know which movie makes him laugh the most.
0: Which movie? In in the history of life. Um I'm gonna go with my favorite comedy is probably Money Python Holy Grail. It's a great one. I love that.
1: Yeah. I cut your I cut your freaking leg off. I'll bleed all over you. I don't remember. All right, Nico P when preparing for a role like Superman, how do you make the role your own without crossing the line into imitating a previous incarnation? I'm sure you've been asked that a lot. Yeah. And, and again, you, these are quick questions. You don't have to answer Uh, you know, you just, you can be quick if you want.
0: Okay. Um, essentially I was tasked with kind of, um, having a similar energy as Christopher Reeve in Superman Returns. And so, uh, I, I did do that and partially that was just in me because, uh, having watched the film so many times and he was my Superman. So it was just innately there. Um, I had absorbed, absorbed it. I guess to a degree, and then you know, I I did I played Clark differently. I I think in some ways my 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 approach to him was 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 slightly different than than Chris's. Um, but there are there are similarities, and there are things that are they're different. So I, I'm I'm not afraid to to have walked in his footsteps because that's what I was tasked.
1: I think that that's that's true, especially if they're going well. He resembles there's a resemblance.
0: He can't if yeah, they're saying that you I know. wouldn't have had the job. I don't want
1: you to get there. And go, hey, Lex Luthor, yeah. how are you? I, <laughs> I, I wouldn't
0: have had the I wouldn't have gotten the job if right? I didn't do some of that.
1: Jill I love Brandon and I think he does an amazing job at playing characters that are good and still making them
0: entertaining. Does he get tired of playing the good guy? Well, you play bad guys. I don't get tired. I love the good guy. I never get to play the good Talking guy. Talking about the joy and and the experience of life and the balance. Um, you know, I that's why I love playing uh Clark and Andre Palmer so much. Clark was was able to be human, and to live as a human on Earth because he couldn't do it as Superman. So it was great joy in that interacting with people, and that's why he was happy and all of these things. And and Ray Palmer is a, has a similar approach about life as well. He he believes in goodness and and uh, happiness and all those things. But his journey on Legends has been with the entrance of uh, Courtney's character, Nora Dark, to see the other side and to find balance, kind of mirroring my own life.
1: Angie, was it difficult to keep a straight face acting beside Justin Long and Zach and Mary uh, point? Absolutely,
0: I'm sure. I. I I ruined a couple uh, of good improv lines that he had uh, when that happened, because I couldn't. He's hilarious. He's coming on the show too. Oh, yeah. Good. Casey, other than yourself, who's your favorite? Wait,
1: not Casey. I'm not asking Casey. Casey says other than yourself, who is your favorite Superman? Oh, well, I love myself. Uh, uh, who's your favorite Superman? Christopher Reeve. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Matthew J. What were your thoughts on Scott Pilgrim versus the world where you played a crazy powerful vegan ex-boyfriend? I'm curious what you think of the role looking back now that it's been so many years.
0: Uh, It's a fantastic film. I think it, 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 you know, I still get many, many fans who come up and are very appreciative and quote the line and uh, quote the lines from the movie. Uh, It was so much fun. Edgar Wright is a genius. Um, The whole cast and crew was uh, fun to work on. And I love playing outrageous out there over the top characters. Ryan, do you know a quote from that movie? Uh, I can't think of any quotes, but follow up. Do you actually play the bass? I learned to play the bass for that bit. For that to yeah. play the, the you play bass, the trumpet, the bass battle, play yeah. trumpet. Yeah, play bass battle. Play? I played trumpet in middle school and uh, and I played in the pep band in college. Oh, nice. Um, I picked you didn't up play a, in high school. I did play in high school oh, too, okay. but yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, jazz band. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't. I was in jazz band. I was in marching band. I didn't end up doing uh, marching band in college, which is, because I, I I didn't work on my schedule. Um, but uh, my dad is a jazz drummer, and so I grew up listening to a lot of jazz. Jerry W,
1: how did you like working with Brian Singer? You took a deep breath in that one.
0: Well, there, there's a uh, you're trying a to challenge. It's a challenging. It's a challenging subject matter. Obviously, obviously, with the the current uh, right, but like cr- uh, uh, it, uh, Brian um, it, it is a is a film genius and was very passionate about the film. And um, I think made uh, a great a great movie. It was not always easy to work with. Why wasn't it easy to work with? I mean, we're talking about mental health. Everyone should be seeing a therapist. Everyone has trauma in their life. And when I say trauma, it just means emotional experiences, heavy emotional experiences. It doesn't mean you had a traumatic brain injury or that you were in the war. Everyone has had some kind of trauma in their life. And yep. everyone should be seeing a therapist. I recommend a trauma therapist. Um, I see one. Um, and, uh, he had b- b- things in his life, which, um, you know, would come up and he wasn't always, um, the, the kindest person to everyone. He was always put on his best face for me, thankfully. So he was kind to you. That was not, that was not, an but you issue saw it. Had,
1: you witnessed other things yes. that you were like, that's uncomfortable. Yeah.
0: Angelina
1: G, Before beginning work in the industry, what is the one film or show you wish you would have had the chance to be in? Before working in the industry, if you look back and go, Oh, before what's working- on at this time? God, I'd love to be on thirty something. Was that on? <laughs> no, no. no, that was that was way over by then. Maybe for me, before the industry it was thirty something. Now I'm forty
0: eight something. Before I was in the industry, <laughs> yeah. What
1: was the one film or TV show you're like, God, man, I'd love to be in that. Uh, how many years ago did you start the industry let's figure it out then, 20 you know, 20 years ago so that was uh,
0: 99 i moved out to la i mean i one of my first auditions was for dawson's creek oh not who? not 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 as a regular it was a character that would had like in season three or right. something so i would kind of watch that and i'm like oh I, i'm gonna go because I, I technically wasn't in it yet um i wouldn't say that was a huge dream but it was the first time i i, I never thought about that so if i it's a conscious thought about being on. It was like, "What if I was on Dawson's Creek?"
1: And don't you love that song? I used to hate it when it was oh, on, yeah, yeah. but now I yeah. What was it? I don't
0: want to wait to be you over. Heard false song. Well, I was. <laughs> I, don't wanna
1: wait. I had
0: yeah, exactly. I had, a, I had, a, yeah, had a moment of yeah. I was like, "Am I going to go low, or then it's going to sound stupid?" Yeah, you, you, you I have to go, go for it. You never know. You're in the mic. Like, no, I don't want to wait. No, I, that I, I sounds too cool. I went for the original for key. My
1: life's to be over. That was a good song, man. Who sang that? I made a choice.
0: Penny, isn't it Penny something? No.
1: Penny, there was a penny. Look it up, Brian. While I'm asking the next question. Uh, okay, we're almost done. Taylor B, what movie or show were? Uh, what do you feel your greatest accomplishment and why?
0: I always kind of lean towards Superman because it was the biggest, most pivotal experience. Not just you know career wise, but 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 just personally. You know, it, everything has stemmed from from that experience.
1: Right. By the way, did you like working with Kevin Spacey? Okay. <laughs> shut up! I'll shut up. But, you know, I didn't even think about that. He was Lex Luthor in that movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I did Paula too. Cole.
0: Paula Cole. Paula Cole.
1: Oh. Just check for shits and giggles if her middle name is Penny.
0: There is a band, that's something, a penny something, and I, yeah. I now I can see that it's not. <laughs> I it's love the
1: look you just gave me. Last You're kiss like, or something. Not last dick. kiss. That's. Um, Dion K. What were some of the funniest moments on the set of Chuck? I funniest love that He's Chuck. a great friend. He's such a awesome. good guy. I
0: love that show. I was a fan of that show before going on. Uh, funny moments, funny, funny, funny. Uh, you know, I always loved being in the buy more. That was, I always wanted to be in the buy more, more, but my character was the bad guy turned, you know, good guy turned bad guy. So I didn't, wasn't there very much doing funny stuff, but, uh, I don't, I always had fun when we were there. Oh, funniest or in the, yeah, funniest. Lisa, I love him in Legends. Another great answer. I
1: so. love him in Legends, says Lisa. Thank you, Lisa. A question would be in regards to your current role. Mm-hmm. What has been your favorite era? Era? Because mm-hmm. I know there's yes. like the Smallville era, or there's this era, right? Right? Historical events slash that legends have gone right. back yes. to. So that's kind of that would count, right? The crossovers. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, so I what is your favorite?
0: Well, um, I was be the when we in season two we went back to uh, like five six hundred AD. Not yeah, AD uh, Camelot. We did a Camelot episode. And I was you see I was knighted no. Sir Sir Raymond of the Palms. Did you love it? I did. I got the sword fight. Just dressed up with, like a stud. With Neil McDonough, dude, my, I love Neil. Yeah, Neil's great. Yeah, I remember he was on that. He's great. He's he's I play he's, with him. He's, he's such a fantastic. Oh, yeah, well, he's got a lot of kids. He's uh, six kids. Son of I think. a think. he's a fantastic actor. And, he is and really. He played Courtney's dad in the in the show, and they had, you know Nora and and uh, Damien Dark's relationship was was awesome. And uh, I got to be a part of some fun stuff uh, with him. He's he's great. By the way, have you finished filming now? You're done? Yes, I finished in November. In November. So that's it. Yeah. Was it an
1: emotional finish? Did you cry in front of the crew? Were they upset people? Because I, I feel like they love you.
0: Uh, I did cry a little bit. Uh, there's, uh, It was a weird schedule because we were filming a crossover as I was filming my last two episodes. So it's hard to kind of... So we're going back and forth yeah. from crossover days to, to episode days. And there's a very dramatic, couple very dramatic scenes in the last couple episodes, and uh, one in particular between Nick Zano and I. And uh, you know, was that that was that was the hardest. The the it was the hardest day, and I got a lot of my emotions out that day on set, um, on set, on camera. I bet they came pretty easily. It was there. Yeah. Um, it didn't have to to reach far for it. And so the last day, I was you know in the Adam suit doing green screen, working by myself with the crew. So it was a little bit kind of a weird last day. I bet when that makeup artist, she gave her the hug when she
1: kind of, did you go in there? Because I remember I used to have my head cleaned up because I mean, it took two hours in the beginning to to do everything right. You know, uh, they figured it out. It ended up taking an hour and a half after like two years of like, really? wow. because it was, they, you couldn't see hairline. I had yeah. so much hair. So they shaved me, you know, and then all the, and then at the end it took a half an hour to like get it all off and warm towel and just like, you know, and I remember the last time. And I was kind of like, oh, you know, it's great. So the crew clapped and I hugged everybody. And, you know, I was just ready to go. I was just ready. I was like, yeah. And as I'm walking out, I looked at Natalie. I looked at her and I just fell apart. And I just started crying. And she cried and I held her because this woman, I knew her by far more than I've known anybody in my life. Yeah, I was with her all day seven years 10 months a year 22 episodes a year and it was just in that makeup trailer for two hours talking about her life I know all her stories and her me talking to, she seemed good bad everything it was just this emotion that poured out and what was great it was kind of bittersweet was when I left you know it was a couple of years ago I had the show called Impastor that was on for just a couple of years and I got her to come work on the show and some other crew guys from Smallville and. um I got, yeah, so it was nice to see them back because they were, people don't realize they're, it's like family. It's like, you're with them more than your family.
0: Absolutely. Family. I mean, that's the hardest thing. We, uh, there were a couple of people that, that happened to me kind of that surprise like, oh, well, there's that. Okay. There's some, some good, strong emotion. Any actors Um, that you just felt like. See, there was no, there were, there were no, it was, I was by myself. Oh yeah. The green screen. So, uh, so it was just the crew. DP probably. Uh yes, yeah. I mean he was trying to EPs. hold it together because he had uh, or our first uh, A cam uh operator you know he had to keep it together and do the rest of the work and um but with, with makeup and hair especially that's you know you and do, you, I'm sure with you your wife that bond and she wasn't there but 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 our first day for our last days together we were having emotions together because of our last scenes together and um you know it's just a it, it, I've never I've never been in that position before um. And again, leaving wasn't my choice. So there's all of those uh, feelings mixed up in there, um, and nobody wanted, to my knowledge, nobody on the crew wanted to see me go. Uh, so, uh, and they they knew that it was. That's because they didn't see on the road raging. <laughs> they didn't see the road rage. It's because they were watching the road rage from eight years ago. Uh, yeah. So I take that experience, and I'm I'm very grateful for it. Um, and, uh, I have to be ready practicing all the things that I've been talking about this whole, (laughs) this whole conversation is having that be a part of my story. That is part of my experience. And when I start to ruminate on that, I have to go, okay, but leave it there for now, because it's not going to put, usually not going to put me in a good place. And you can't control it. And I can't control it anymore. I can only control my response and my response is to go, okay, I'm thinking about it. Now, how can I best serve myself and my family in this moment. Right. Thinking about that or moving on and finding presence to be with my son or my wife or my friends. Well,
1: you said something before you're grateful. I'm grateful that you came on the show today. Thanks. I'm grateful for having you. I thought this was really fun and insightful and I mean I think look I think you're a great guy. I think what's what's great is you're uh you just you're you're you're, you're very honest with yourself. I'm and other
0: to be because I don't think I always have. But that's been, you that's know? The, that's all it is. Yeah. The
1: fact that you're working on it. Yeah. Just to admit that, hey, I'm, I'm I've I've haven't been the greatest in the past at times. I have. I think people are very forgiving. It's just about who you are now, who you're becoming, and I think that's what I'm striving for. I think we all are. So
0: we have to give everybody a, a chance to grow and to become themselves. Obviously, you can still be at fault for things, and you have to make up for those mistakes. And there are ways to do that, but. If we never allow anybody to grow outside of themselves, then, then what the heck, you know?
1: Yeah. So guys, give me a well, chance. Doomed to right. give, give me a chance. You heard, you heard Brandon. Give Michael a chance to evolve, on. to give me... you, yeah. Dude, thank you for allowing me to be inside of you.
0: Oh, thank you. It's been a pleasure.
1: I love that episode. That was the first one on video. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. that I mean, the cou- good job.
0: The couch is different. The couch was, is different. Let's just
1: point that out. Different couch. We have a different couch now. Because Brandon was sitting on a different couch. We got a new couch here right now. Ryan, great job on the first episode of ever editing a podcast. Thank you. I think you did a great job. And I know you spent a lot of time in this and I probably don't pay you enough, but eventually I will if I can afford you. I do it for the love. Yeah, I think you do. I hope you do. And I, yeah. I and I love you. Look, this is all part of like, you know, you work hard in the beginning. We work hard and, and, and hopefully things come, you know, yeah. we, we grow together. Yeah. All of us, we grow together.
0: We do. Top
1: patrons out there. Shout out to the top tier patrons who support. Uh, the podcast, Allison L, Andrew C, Angelina G, Barry L, Bob B. Bortex, Chris, Dion K, Emily K, Emily S, Emma H, Jason D, Jason W, Jerry W, Jill E. Kevin R, Kev, Kristin K. Is that Kristen crook Is she supporting us? That'd be neat. Lauren G, Lee S. Hi Lee. Uh, just kidding. Mark A, Michael S. Nancy D, Nico, Raj. Robert B, Sarah V, Scott B, Sean W, Tiana, Trisha N, Yuki-ko. Yukiko. And remember, check out the uh, the live podcast in Austin. Tell me if you're coming. We need you there. There's limited seating. Zach Levi is the guest. Go on my uh, social media, and you'll see where you can get tickets and all that. And I said it in the intro if you, for some reason, didn't listen to the intro. but uh, And then I'm going to be in Mexico and doing a lot of cons this year, so... See if I'm in a city near you and you can come up and say, oh, my God, I listen inside of you. And I'll be like, "Ah, oh, dude, and we'll hug each other just like that. Yeah, we will. Shout out to my um, charities, Ronald McDonald House, Echoes of Hope for Foster Youth, Food on Foot for Homeless. Um, if you ever feel like donating, that's great. Um, thank you for becoming a Patreon and supporting inside of you with Michael Rosenbaum and all these wonderful things that we're uh, giving you. I think that's about it. I think we should shut the F up, should we? Shut it down. Let's shut it down. Thank shut you all down. for allowing me to be inside of you. Uh, take care. If you have any ideas or anything, we're always open to, to hearing your ideas. And uh, I'm on the Cameo thing and doing all that stuff. So thanks, thanks for listening. Uh, subscribe. Tell your friends about it. Retweet. Share it. All that's going to really help. And we want to keep doing this for you and keep doing it for us because we love it. So take care. <laughs>